Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Meets and Beats with your host, Tony and AJ. Dude. What's going on, man? I don't even know how I'm functioning right now because my mind is completely blown. From delicious smoked meats or this new Sturgill Simpson problem? I'm going to skip straight into Sturgill Simpson for at least a second. Stop what you're doing, everyone in the world. Yeah. And listen to Sound and Fury from Sturgill Simpson right now. I haven't been at this level of a single album since I discovered Dark Side of the Moon. I'm going to be honest with you. Man, it's like uh, just indescribable, but we're going to try. Yeah, yeah, we're going to try, but that's the later part of the show. It's the later part of the show. It's meats and beats, not beats and meats. Yeah. <laughs> we're not beating our meats. Episode apparently. seven, what up? We're back. Smoked meats. They're possibly the best form of meat, depending on what you're what you're talking about. You know? I think, uh, yeah, I'll go. I'm going to go with that. I mean... It's official. A good grilled <laughs> steak is mind-blowing, obviously, but... Man, you can do so much with smoked meats. Yeah, man. Um, I'm going to say probably beef jerky was one of the greatest contributions to mankind by whomever was the first person to do beef jerky. Well, it's it's probably been done for a long time. I mean, I'm sure back in the day to survive, they yeah. were drying out meat and smoking meat. They just Cured didn't meats, call it jerky. Man. I mean, it's probably one of the most ancient forms of processing meat in a way that's ever been done yeah uh i would say the uh the american cowboy is the first place that i saw a smoked meat situation yeah. from watching westerns when i was a kid and oh, they were yeah. like eating and i was like how are they eating if they don't got a refrigerator and then i realized oh it's like beef jerky yeah yeah i mean back then it was uh either salted and dried or or smoked were really the only two options to yeah. store meat long term. So yeah, man, or pack it into a sausage of some kind, which ends up being dried or smoked also. Yeah, so smoked sausage, man. Like yeah, jerky's probably top top thing you think of with yeah. smoked meats, but there's also dried or smoked sausage that's really good. Yeah, I think jerky is the most universal form of love. Like yeah. if you show up with a $25 pound of beef jerky at my house and just offer it to me, like not even like watching me to see if I'm going to get the big pieces or like watching how much I'm taking, just letting me eat however yeah. much I want. Just letting you graze. Like you are my homie yeah. for sure. Man, when I first moved to El Campo and I discovered Junior's jerky, I would I would buy like a two pounds of total jerky Dude. like five different kinds from oh, behind yeah. the counter of and course I would, I would take them home and i'd be like hey man you want some jerky like yeah. i was like i was like the guy in the yeah at the party like hey man you want to try some jerky and then you gotta watch their reaction like <laughs> oh you do i'm gonna watch them eat the greatest they've never jerky had anything they've had. like that before they think yeah. they have but they have no idea yeah dude i'm gonna go ahead and say that out of all the jerky joints that i've been to across the great state of texas Juniors is definitely contention contention for number one. It, to me, it's number one not only in Texas but everywhere else I've traveled. I've been to Montana, Wyoming, Utah, parts of California. Not that there's probably any good jerky in California. I bet there might be in the north. Yeah, maybe in the north central areas, the green area. 
Yeah, not southern, <laughs> not southern California. Yeah, no, if I'm going to SoCal, I'm getting tacos. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. their Mexican food over there is on point. Yeah, man. Um, they have jun- badass seafood too. Oh yeah, Junior's. Um, they're regular and then they're peppered. I love it, but and I know you probably want to tell us what your favorite one is. It's the sleeper of all their jerkies. At one point, it was also the cheapest jerky that they sold due to a price mess up. Oh yeah, <laughs> it was ringing up at twenty dollars a pound. For, oh my god, for probably two or three years. That's twenty percent off. Uh, and I'm talking about their lemon pepper. Yeah, that that's my jam. That's their version of lemon pepper. For whatever reason, it's not all that lemony. It's just just citrusy enough to make it delicious. Yeah, man, like. I thought you were going somewhere else with this, but then I forgot. That's how much of a sleeper the lemon pepper jerky exactly. is. And I forgot about it. Everybody is all about bohemian garlic. Yeah, that was going to be my and, number one. You know, that's probably the consensus number one. But to me, the the sleeper number one is the lemon pepper. Man. Yeah, so the lemon pepper, to explain it, it's not like lemon pepper chicken where like you or taste wings. the lemon and the pepper. Yeah, it's totally different. Thing. And then like the chicken is just a vehicle for the lemon and the pepper. This like combination of flavors just explodes. Like, I guess it's like a umami effect, kind of a thing. Are you going with Ross from Friends? Like umami? No, he said uh, something else. I thought it, it sounds like it was that word. It's a oh, similar no. connotation. Uh, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna try to remember what it is. This whole episode now. Thank you for ruining it for me. I'm not gonna be able to sleep. Speaking of until friends, I look it up. You know, I thought that we should start naming our episodes like the, the one, one where yeah. yeah, the one with the smoked meats. And we the totally won't get sued for that. <laughs> <laughs> the one with smoked meats or just and say Sturgill that Simpsons. One. That one, yeah. You just got to change one word. Seems legit. I yeah. mean, they just were paid a hundred million dollars for one year of their syndication by Netflix, and then didn't take that deal again because they got an even better deal from whoever it is yeah. that's going to be streaming them now. Like if they're if they're cruising the podcast circuit for copyright infringement, dude, they are. Someone I mean, is someone maybe maybe well, one of the studios the, are, yeah. that um, Tyler Childers uh, album oh, cover yeah. thing that I did with all the little yeah they kind of they kind of screwed us immediately on that. like within three seconds of uploading that clip to Facebook yeah boom no audio Sony, from the album whatsoever yeah. Sony was, Music has pulled this from the yeah, internet it was an image that was altered and it wasn't even the main original image I mean I get it whatever. Yeah, I'm, not, far. I'm not being salty about it. I mean, it. They, they took down a video I had of my kids dancing. in a, Like, when we went on vacation, I had a Stevie Nicks track playing on the vinyl in the background. And they were dancing to it. And they took that shit down for copyright infringement. Well, They ended up putting it back up, but that's horse shit. Um, look up what a Stevie Nicks is on Urban Dictionary. Oh, not doing that. <laughs> and that'll right. probably I say tell Stevie you why. Nicks, but it was actually a Fleetwood Mac album. Oh, yeah, same yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. Uh, yeah, but seriously, look, that'll probably tell you why they need that money. Oh, yeah, probably <laughs> so. Oh, so, no. But we, uh, no, no. Um, the umami. Uh, oh, wait, what did he say? Almost, I was on the tip of my tongue of what Ross was saying. Unagi, unagi. is what he was saying. Okay, well, it's close U- enough. Umami <laughs> is the uh, extra sense or taste rather uh, that is activated by like certain like mushrooms and stuff. And just, it's like, uh, it's like savory, but times a hundred million. Yeah. 
And I think uh, the lemon pepper does do that. Yeah, it does. Now, that's, that's, now that's that you've happening. explained it that way, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, it's like a, it's like its own thing. It's yeah, like its, its own it's flavor. Not, it doesn't taste like lemon. It yeah. doesn't taste like pepper. It's its own flavor, and it's it's to me the best. Yeah, Bohemian garlic goes hard. Um, but the lemon pepper is where it's at for sure. Yeah. Mesquite is also a contender. Like yeah. I like to buy the trifecta, right? I like to buy the Bohemian garlic, the lemon pepper, and the mesquite. Just mm. a little bit of each. Yeah. And that way I got all the good. How do you feel about teriyaki beef jerky? <sighs> I don't like it that much, man. Yeah, me neither. I, I mean, if I wanted to just coat it down with salt, I would. Yeah. You know, like I like other flavors. Like teriyaki, I like better like as a a saucy meat kind of thing. Yeah. Like a grilled meat. Coated in a teriyaki sauce, not dried out, you know. Yeah. So the thing about Junior's jerky that I like the most, other than obviously the flavor, um, is the way that it's either cut or treated somehow. We need to find out what kind of cut of meat they're using. Yeah, because it's 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 super easy to eat. It's not like yeah, I think they go across or it's across the grain because when you bite it. It's like you're just pulling yeah. off a little pit. Like I don't like other they places like that have fajitas. stringy. Yeah, they like when it, it like gets fajitas, stringy, I, I don't yeah. like it. I like it to just break apart in my mouth. Yeah, like cut it like fajitas against yeah. the grain, like the proper way. And since I'm a child, uh, I'll just bite off a piece and just let it sit in my mouth. And just <laughs> like <laughs> let it rehydrate with my saliva and just pull all that beef flavor out. <laughs> <laughs> like a like wow a, like a, I, 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 there's never been a more obvious innuendo moment on this show than, than AJ right oh, now. Oh, dude! So like you know how AJ when you were a kid so they had that beef jerky that was like snuff, and you could like oh, in a the can beef chew. Yeah. yeah, they still have that. I think. so it, I think it's like that kind of, but like I just do it with a little piece of jerky and just let it rehydrate. It's delicious. Oh man, yeah. And plus, you know, since it's like you know. 12 cents a nibble. Yeah. <laughs> Jerky is a very expensive meal or snack, yeah. rather. But yeah, if you're doing keto, sure. man, if you're ever doing the keto diet, jerky is like the best thing ever. Yeah. It's you already work for it. It's already great. But yeah. Um, also, with the uh, beef jerky, I saw that and I'd, I was completely dumbfounded, and I don't know why, because I guess I'm an idiot. Um, like, they make beef jerky out of like salmon and other fish and stuff like that. Yeah, I, they, uh, I had no idea. I don't know why. Dried fish is an, an old old yeah, tradition. I, well, I've never I, been I into know, seafood. I guess so. you could call it a jerky, but I just call it dried fish. Yeah, well, I, it was like you know, a package. We're I talking saw. about smoked meats, so that's definitely a thing. Right? Yeah, I think uh, sardines are a dried smoked meat. Mm. I get down with some sardines, yeah, in my salads uh, and stuff like Caesar style. I've never, I've never cared for sardines. Mm. I never have. I grew up on the coast eating all that seafood, man. I never, never really liked them. Yeah, I went to a uh, a resort in Marble Falls. I forgot what it was called, but it was like this uh, celebrity golf tournament that I went to go play at, and uh, I got a like a fourteen dollars Caesar salad or something, and uh, with my steak, of course, and it came out. And they had just the sardines right on the top. And I was really? like, oh, man. And at first I was like, mm, not going to do that. Moved them to the side. And then like I was eating it and I was like, dude, there's like probably 12 sardines in this dressing that I'm eating right now. Let yeah. me just go ahead and go for yeah, it. Yeah, Caesar dressing has the sardines yeah. mixed into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I just went ahead and just crushed one up and took it to the dome. And sure thing, boom, it was umami. That's where you get it from, the sardines also. No shit. Yeah, man. Hell yeah. You I'll need have to, to try that next time. Yeah. 
I don't know. I remember, remember trying it as a kid and was like, this is not fish. And it, <laughs> you know, like, this is not what fish tastes like. Yeah, you definitely got to put it in stuff. Like, it's yeah. not just a... I got. I mean, I guess people do, but I couldn't just sit there and eat, like, a can of sardines. No. Like, no, you're, definitely you are definitely could. You are. I've met people that do, and yeah. yeah. I'm sure it's great. I mean, I eat weird stuff. So yeah. I meat mean, is I, meat to me. True. You know that uh, bacon is a smoked meat. Oh, you know, is it the king of smoked meats? Other than by by sheer popularity, it's probably ahead of jerky. Oh, yeah, I would sure. I would think so. I, I mean, mean, as far as like daily eating, bacon goes. has its own marketing firm. Yeah, like there's no national marketing firm for <laughs> jerky. There, but there is a, like a bacon syndicate. That's all they do is advertise eating bacon, and it helps. It's like all the pig farmers have combined to create this marketing marketing deal like milk does it too there's oh, like yeah. a, a milk lobby or association of milk farmers of america or something like dude the got milk is probably the greatest marketing campaign um probably second place would be whoever came up with the fishy fishy from mcdonald's and uh, whoever came up with the dilly dilly from bud light those top three marketing campaigns ever I don't know, man. The Budweiser frogs. Oh, yeah. But then, you know, the politically correct took those away from us. I guess. Then they gave us the lizards, but they weren't as cool. No, the the Budweiser frogs or the what's up. (laughs) But that was just a line from a movie. That wasn't even a thing. But it became a thing. Yeah. Like back in the late 90s, early 2000s, people were were doing that. Like they're doing the the current thing, the dilly dilly or whatever. Like these marketing firms come up with a thing and push it on to the public, and we eat it up. Yeah, it's like Speaking sheep and grass. Hey, <laughs> like what? Sheep eating grass? Oh, okay. I don't know what you said. <laughs> oh. Ah, smoked meats, man. Um, yeah, dried so, sausage. Well, dried not, sausage. I got not down, just smoked, but dried. I got it down as a sleeper, man. Yeah. Like a lot of people don't eat dried sausage. I should you look at your notes because I didn't make any. You don't hear about like it much. You up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dried sausage is to me a sleeper meat. Yeah. Like it, it's delicious, and you don't really hear a lot of people talk about it. Yeah, I think it's definitely like a, this region kind of a thing. Um, very German, which we forgot to bring up in our Texas cultures. Germans, yeah, with their sausage in their beers is and is sad thing is I'm half German. That's my terrible. mother's maiden name is Oberlechner. Yeah, slightly German. Yeah, like totally blonde. Dude, like we could have even talked about uh, Worstfest, which is going on in New Braunfels, you know? Yeah. We really really messed up on that one. Yeah. (laughs) Our second retraction. There there is a very strong German tradition in Texas. Yeah. German, Czech, it's pretty close. Polish. Pretty similar. Polish. You know, it's all kind of the same areas. Rocking that sausage. Yeah. The the, uh, dried sausage I got... Um, from Proshex last week when I got those steaks or whenever it was. I don't know. My steaks just run together. But, uh, yeah, went hard. I got the half and half, half oh, beef, yeah. half pork. And uh, the best dried sausage I've had actually is one that Brent came back from uh, South Texas with. I think it was some smokehouse in Del Rio. Yeah. Uh, I'd have to ask him That sounds like a place that Brent would get something. I mean, he it was on the way back when they go to the West Texas trip, and he, he brought back some uh, dried sausage from one of the smokehouses. It had to be in Del Rio. I'm yeah. pretty sure that's where it was. He says he stops there all the time, and i got to ask him the name of it. But yeah. their dried sausage is 
Next level, man. That um, shit was definitely, really if it's from Del Rio, they're probably smoking it with mesquite. Probably. I mean, mesquite's a hardcore Texas thing. You know? Definitely South Texas. South Texas, deep, deep mesquite. You know, That's or, where it's all at. Yeah. You got to be careful when you're smoking with mesquite, man. It burns hot. really hot. Yeah. Yeah, you can dry your stuff out pretty quick if you're not careful with it. You don't need a lot of it. No. You don't really need a lot of it. It's a well-burning wood. Yeah, I would like to have, like, a man cave one day, but, like, not what you're thinking. But, like, my man cave would be, like, a big smokehouse. Yeah, my man cave is going to be my outdoor kitchen. I've talked about this a few times. Like, when I finally settle on my final house, it is going to have... A very robust outdoor cooking area, including a smoker, including yeah. a grill, including a pit, fire pit, TVs, all of it, all of it. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's cool. Whenever like some guy talks about his man cave, and I'm like, oh man, you mean your your wife lets you have one whole room in your whole house? That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, right. Way to go. You got a you got a room. You got a whole room, man. Way to oh, make wow. your imprint on your house. Yeah, right. <laughs> Jeez, no! I want I want a nice outdoor space in my backyard to be nice. Yeah, man. Area that's set up to hang out with. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's the official meats and beats goal: is to just make money to build outdoor kitchens for ourselves. <laughs> man, let us build your dream outdoor kitchen. Yeah, like we're gonna. Put we don't that know shit about construction, statement. but we'll, we could broker it out. Yeah, you gonna have a gas grill on your outdoor kitchen or not? I will have a couple of gas burners. Yeah. For and like boilers? For like cooking like stovetop burners. Yeah. And if I if I'm desperate enough to cook over propane, I would just like get some kind of modified deal and put a grill over it and it's the same thing, right? Yeah, I mean I feel like in an outdoor kitchen you would have an, a covered open wood pit. Like you don't yeah. need to worry I'm about that. I'm not the gonna I don't plan to have like a cooking apparatus from propane that's intended to grill no. meats. Like, that's all going to be fire for me. Yeah. Personally, I mean, I may have a dedicated uh, crock pot, I mean, sous vide pot oh. that uh, I have sitting there. You know, yeah. I'll pull it out and I'll sous vide it and get my fire ready. You sure, you sure ate that sous vide steak the other day. No, it was quite delicious. <laughs> I'm never... Never going to doubt the deliciousness oh, of the sous vide. Dude, a friend of mine, and she lives in, I don't know, Philadelphia, I think, sent me a Snapchat today, and she's like, making homemade chili, and it's a crock pot with, I can't <laughs> even tell what's in it, but it looked like corn and beans and meat and whatever, and I'm like, oh, man. It hurt your soul? You know what? For a second it did, but then I realized, you know, if I lived in Philadelphia, I'd probably think that was good, too. Yeah, it's <laughs> so, kind of how you're grown. You yeah, know? I mean, they in Cincinnati, they put chili and spaghetti together, so whatever. Yeah, I've never done that. Yeah. Is weed legal there? Because that now, makes sense if Think it was. about it, though. <laughs> like, if you make spaghetti sauce the way I make spaghetti sauce, it's kind of like Italian chili. I love super, Italian chili. It's super hearty and meaty, but it's not like chili. It's spaghetti mm. sauce. You know what I mean? It's a very similar consistency. I don't know what you mean at all, so you probably should just whip some up. <laughs> yes. I have no clue I see what, you what you're there. talking about. I, I've, yeah. what, spaghetti? You never, you, you've never had my homemade <laughs> sauce. We got we to gotta, we gotta remedy that one for sure. But the topic today is smoked meats. Oh, man. You can and smoke chili. 
Just saying. You cannot smoke chili. You absolutely can smoke the meat for chili. You can smoke the meat and then put it in chili. I saw like, a smoked brisket chili today. On so, YouTube. yeah, if you take brisket that's left over and you dice it up, it's perfectly fine to throw in your chili. Yeah. In fact, I encourage it. Yeah. Yeah. We have a whole chili episode planned, though. We yeah. can't get too we, much yeah, into let's, the chili let's not, secrets. Let's not give it to them let's, all right yeah, now. Yeah, we can't give it to them all. <laughs> Sorry, listeners. They can't handle it. <laughs> <laughs> that would be 100% GMO guaranteed meat overload. Yes. We haven't we haven't dropped the GMO we tag in a couple we of episodes. Haven't. We have a whole bunch of things that we've done that we just couldn't keep up. Honestly, yeah. I forgot about it. Yeah. And eventually, somebody's going to keep reminding us. About yeah, that. but we need somebody to organize all this. Yeah, the only reason I remember it is because uh, we sold a few of those 100% GMO hoodies today on our website, meetsandbeatspodcast.com. So if you want one, you can go get one. And because it's about to be cold. Yeah, now's the time to load up on hoodies. And we yeah. got a pretty cool logo. Yeah. I mean, I agree. Cool. I think it's cool. Holla at your boy. Anyway. So, what about charcuterie, man? Is that how oh, you pronounce that? No. Charcuterie? Cartuterie. Cartuterie? Hipsters something. I think the S is silent. I mean, to me, it's all smoked meat can be classified as that, I guess. Yeah. But uh, that's the term when you want to go drink beer and eat smoked meats, which I do all the time. But if you live in downtown, really any city... And you can't do it in your own backyard. You go to a place and you eat charcuterie. Oh, and I'm, drink beer. I made I, probably awesome, IPAs. Definitely <laughs> IPAs for sure, and like small batch. And <laughs> a, uh, yeah, I think a, it's got a it's got a honey wheat finish. Yeah, this is a small batch lager. Yeah, it's actually nine percent ABV. Yeah, so I don't know if you can handle that. Yeah. I can only drink like three. Yeah, you've definitely never heard of it, and I was the first one to ever have it, yeah. ever. Yeah. Ever since they passed that law about <laughs> microbreweries in Texas, yeah. you just really got to gotta go down there and find the good ones, right? Yeah. And yeah. if you're in a place that serves charcuterie, guaranteed they're on the menu. Yeah, I made a charcuterie board, charcuterie board, Worcester Sire board <laughs> um, a few weeks ago. Um, it's on my social media if you want to look at it, but it was pretty awesome, man. Yeah. Um, just a bunch of different salamis and then i cut up some cheeses and had some did grapes. you have smoked tenderloin on there um no because then color me disappointed because that's my favorite smoke it was meat. my first time jesus <laughs> i didn't want to peek too early i've done that before and then i put uh, i had some parmesan crisps and parmesan what crisps <laughs> crisps <laughs> um and what else did i have on there uh some basil leaves for presentation or whatever, but I'll say yeah, basil leaves don't go with grapes and cheese and meat. Oh yes, they do, do my they? friend. Okay, if well, you have never eaten a piece of Parmesan cheese with a piece of basil at the same time, you are doing yourself a gross disservice. Damn it, basil, dude! Basil's my number one favorite flavor ever. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Above like, so you're everything. gonna love my spaghetti sauce. Then. Yeah. If there's like. Two cloves of garlic and a bunch of basil in there. I'm all in. You're all in I'm on that? Easy to please, huh? Bro, I went to Vegas over the summer and went to the Hard Rock Cafe. And, like, we had a long day of shopping. Like, we went and hit up, like, the Gucci store and the Louis Vuitton store and, like, all these other joints with stuff we couldn't afford. And then went to the Hard Rock Cafe for dinner at, like, 10 or 11 o'clock at night. And everybody was getting a drink or whatever. And I was like, you know what? I feel like having me something besides water. 
So I got a strawberry lemonade with basil. What? It was the best $9 that I've ever spent on a non-alcoholic drink. Man, you ventured outside of the water in the topo? Dude, well, they they only had topo and plastic out there. (sighs) Yeah. Which was weird because, like, hippies I mean, it's still not bad. I mean... It's like when you, when I drink a Coke, I prefer the bottle Coke nowadays. Well, that's two totally different recipes, though. If you're talking about the glass bottle Mexico Coke. Yeah. Yeah, that's totally different different recipe than the American plastic bottle Coke. I only like it if it's chilled in a bucket of ice. Oh. Like, if I have to get it out of the cooler, I feel like it's not as good. Okay. Like, if there's a, a bucket of ice with like 30 of them in there next to the guy taking my order at the taco stand of course i feel like that bottle is the 14 year old kid yeah yeah Yeah, if he hands it to me out of that cooler (laughs) i feel like it tastes better than getting it out of a stand-up and then you return the bottle after you're done with it yeah and then you put the you put the lids or the caps into a little bucket yeah for recycling because they sell them back oh yeah dude legit yeah but that drink was so good in vegas that I came back home and immediately looked up how to make your own lemonade at home so I could recreate that drink. And I was going to do it in the kitchen with AJ episode on it, but then I forgot. Oh, but well, I will. We got a couple episodes. We we never did the bar S episode. No, we, we got to do that. People keep sending me recipes with <laughs> bar S hot dogs. Apparently, I'm not the only one to harp on this thing. Dude, so, yeah. yeah, I saw one that was it was it was like cut up hot dogs served like with this rice that was like formed into like these little circles drizzled in some kind of sauce with like parsley wow. all over the plate <laughs> like dude yeah next level yeah we need to we need to make presentation a thing when we do this bar like, hot dog cook off that's like redneck asian flair <laughs> now hot dogs would be a smoked meat too right are they, I don't think they're smoked. You can they? eat them. You can eat them right out of the package. I'm pretty sure they're cooked. Well, they're cooked. Yeah. Are they I, steamed? I wouldn't say they're smoked though. They definitely aren't smoked. They don't taste smoked. Yeah. I wonder if they're steamed. I mean, they're processed and cooked in some kind of way because when you get them, they're edible. Yeah. Right out of the package. I'm pretty so. sure they like. Man, I don't know. <laughs> You'd think that we would know how they make the hot dogs. <laughs> yeah. I mean, sausage is smoked. Generally, all sausage that you buy oh, yeah. is smoked unless you get pan sausage. So, to me, I, I, I just thought hot dogs were smoked. Maybe. I think it would say smoked on there. And they would taste like smoked. They don't taste like smoked. Yeah. Hey, if you know, <laughs> yeah. if you know Please if let hot us dogs know are on smoked. That. Also, this is the only time in my life I've ever called it a hot dog. My entire life growing up. And as an adult, call them weenies. I've always called them hot dogs. Well, that's because you're white. I mean... It's definitely yeah, a white thing. It, the white person in me really keeps me from saying, I want to eat a weenie. Yeah. You know, there's something deep down in my soul that keeps me from saying that. You know, yeah. I mm-hmm. prefer to say, I'd, I want to eat a hot dog. It's not a hot you know? dog. To me, if it ain't got chili and cheese, and it's not a hot that's dog. That's a chili dog. No, that's a hot dog. That's a chili dog. If you eat a hot dog with just plain, like mustard or something on it i mean it's i'll eat a hot dog, dog right out of the package but if i'm gonna eat a chili dog it's on a bun with chili and cheese yeah i don't call yeah. it chili dog i call it a hot dog i mean it's okay for you to be wrong it's yeah. fine <laughs> Dude, speaking, it's america speaking yeah. of being this wrong is america i almost wanted to roast someone in the comments on our kalachi thing oh i replied to a few of yeah. those today I've, now I'm that i'm out of facebook jail oh I can hey do y'all real quick shout out tony got out of facebook jail today <laughs> yep 
<laughs> uh, we're gonna have a pool on our uh, Patreon website of what day he goes back in. Yeah, yeah. So you can pick a day and bet your money on it. And I mean, whatever. we got to put an over under. You know, it's either Ooh, you know. I'm gonna take the under for sure, and I'm gonna put it at a week and a half. I'm taking the under. You're taking the under on a week and a Ten half? Ten days. I'm taking the man, under, bro. That would be a disservice of my fans for me to get banned that long, <laughs> that quickly. I mean, yeah, I would be, that would be just like a fuck you. For all the fans that have been waiting to interact with me this whole time. The I majority saw them all chomping at the bit. They were, they were. They are like, hey, is Tony out of Facebook jail yet? I was like, no, it's just me. Man, I keep getting the messages and I can't respond. Yeah. But now I can. Dude. So I will get back to all of you, all one of you. <laughs> Shortly, <laughs> I think it was your mom. It was. She left us a very glowing review. Yeah, by she the way. did. She, shout out to my mom. Shout out to holding mom. it down, dude. <laughs> yeah. So, um, if you've never had a weenie with a with stuck through a fork with a fork stuck through it, warmed up on a gas stove, just right on the freaking little protector thing, you haven't lived, my friend. You know, I haven't because I just eat them. No, I don't have to heat them up. I yeah, just eat them do. right out of the package. Bro, if I'm that hungry, I just eat them. You, you just like throw it right in your mouth, huh? You know, yep. no bread or nothing. That weenie goes right on in my mouth, <laughs> dude. Yeah, so <laughs> that's I why it, I don't call them weenies. Maybe AJ. it's just like a poor Mexican thing growing up, but yeah, you get that weenie, put it on now, a fork, you fire that burner up, just a few seconds on each side, get it charred up, bro. Now I've game heated changer. up some tortillas straight over a flame on a gas burner. I mean, that shouldn't even be a thing. I mean, it shouldn't be a thing. Ever. Why? Because you can't cook a tortilla directly on a fire. Yes, you can. No, you can't. You can warm up a fake package tortilla Maybe. if you want. Well, you can't cook a raw tortilla. No, but well, what uh, is? I didn't even know. I didn't even know what a fake you aren't tortilla that was. Mexican. Get, Bro, get out of here. Listen, I didn't you even eat know tortillas what a, that are already made. I get, do stop. now that I'm old and lazy. Exactly. When I was a kid, I've been though, old and lazy since I was ten years old. When I was a kid, <laughs> and like we had the uh, the cast iron comal right there, and it lived on the freaking stove. And it was fired up every day, making them tortillas. Yeah. That's why I'm fat. <laughs> you blame the fatness on the on the, the tortilla, the cast iron the, or the on tortillas? the delicious tortilla. Yeah. No, the availability of the cast iron would be the culprit, not the tortillas. Yeah, I mean, here if we it was blame- more difficult for you to eat the tortillas, and you wouldn't have ate so many. So you're trying to say if they made laws against <laughs> killing people, people would stop killing people with guns? Oh yeah, that's what? exactly how it worked. That's so weird. That's I mean, crazy. Ask, ask Beto. And here yes. I thought it was people's fault for being bad. Yeah, no, like the gun is totally at fault. It's the cast iron's fault that I'm fat. Yeah. Can I win a lawsuit now? Man, I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> sue the lard company. Yeah. I'm gonna sue them. Oh man. And you know what? I say that, but if you're using margarine and not lard, you're cooking wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Like margarine is way worse for you than lard. It's basically plastic. Yeah. So don't 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 use margarine. Yeah. Use yeah. lard or, or real butter. One of the two. Real butter. Shout out to uh Kerrygold. Yeah. That's we started with smoked meats and have now gotten to real butter. Well. <laughs> so <laughs> I feel like we're just giving people a little knowledge. Yes. So I mentioned it briefly in Captain the charcuterie discussion. Yeah. But Number one overall smoked meat for me has got to be smoked tenderloin. Above above all of them. Like, if I'm just picking, like, you can only eat one smoked meat the rest of your life, 
I think I'm going to go with tenderloin. Talking about pork tenderloin? All of them. I've never seen beef tenderloin readily available smoked in a package. Like the they pork have it tenderloin. at Junior's and Prosheks. They beef have tenderloin? Pork, beef, and turkey. I've never seen the beef tenderloin. Well, I'm going as soon as we get I finished here. I am officially going to pull your El Campo food knowledge card. Never seen <laughs> smoked beef tenderloin readily yes, available. How much it. is it? It's, it's got to be like $40 a pound. It's, it's expensive. Yeah, it's it's expensive. But we buy it for our charcuterie board at the shows that we put out. Ah. And w- along with uh, the three, the trifecta of jerky. Of course. You know, the trifecta of tenderloin, which yeah. is beef, pork, and turkey. And then we also do the jalapeno cheese summer sausage. Of course. Cheese, rich crackers, Texas whiskey, Texas vodka, and cigars. Boom. That's our show presentation. I like it. When we do a show with Tough Country. So we're very big on the smoked meat culture. Smoked meats equals yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's so what I'm going to put that on a is t-shirt. Is pepperoni is smoked meat? Yeah, dude, it's smoked. Yeah, yeah pepperoni is it's definitely sure smoked, uh, right? one of the one of the better smoked meats. I can't too. back that up with facts. I know it's dried. And I know one of it's them It's cured they, for sure. Yeah, they like Is it the one where they squeeze it constantly to get all the juices out of it? Ah, uh, man, I don't know. There's one, it's, it's like a New England thing with one of the dried or smoked meats. Like every so often they'll, they'll press it to try to get as much of the juice out of it as possible hmm. and keep drying it. It kind of looks a little square when you get it. It's, I, I need to look up what, yeah. what that's called. It was, it was really good. It almost looked like it had like a, a white film on top of it. Jeez. Yeah, it's like hardcore shit. You man. went way down the rabbit hole for it this was, episode. It was delicious. You've never made notes this thorough. Now, uh, Brent and Kurt brought it back from Philadelphia or Washington, D.C. or whenever, whatever that was. I, it was good, though. Dude. Some homemade shit. I'm about it. Yeah, We, we need, need to, to go that. do a... Karen, can we get a East Coast smoked meats tour? Man, yeah. Really anywhere we can do a smoked meats tour. But yes, yeah. an East Coast smoked meats tour would definitely open our perspective, up. I, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. I saw... I don't want to go off. Never mind. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go down this rabbit hole. Why are you not gonna go down this rabbit because hole? Because it's not even relevant like, to the episode. Our, our whole segment this week is tangent of the month. Okay. So, so before we get into <laughs> the tangent of the month, I saw there was this uh, restaurant in man. I want to say it was somewhere up north, maybe in Canada. It's called Antler. You've never been to Canada. I've never been to Canada. It's on on the internet. Oh, okay. It was on YouTube. Um, anyway, so this guy had this restaurant called Antler, and they sold like venison and other exotic meats and stuff. And then the PETA people came and started protesting on his sidewalk. Of course, there was like twenty restaurants on this block that they could have been protesting. But they chose him for some reason. Oh, really? Yeah. So they're outside. And he was cool. He was like, hey, you know, whatever. Do your thing. Freedom of whatever. And But then they started bothering the customers and, like, harassing the customers as they were going in and out. Talking about how they were murdering animals and all of that stuff. Speaking of which, did you see that lady that said we need to eat the babies? What? To AOC. At AOC's somewhere. AOC was doing a little speech, and then some lady like stood up in the crowd to like do a question, and then she started going off on how there's too much carbon, and her things, and she said, you need to change your campaign slogan to eat the babies. 
Wow. To get rid of the carbon emissions. Anyway. I mean, really, yeah. If you if if that's your uh if that's your solution to combating any kind of carbon emission is killing babies, yeah. then you got problems. I couldn't help but think about when Peter ran against Lois for city council and then he said eats babies. <laughs> anyway, so there all these PETA or whatever are camping out outside this dude's restaurant and so to troll them he set up a butcher station right at the front window and started butchering a whole hindquarter of this huge elk or a deer or something. Yes. <laughs> like making them watch. Oh, or not making man. them watch. He was just there in his own it, joint. Oh, you know, they weren't going to turn oh, away. Bro, they cried immediately. There's video and they're like, he's making us watch this. How horrible. Look at him. He's <laughs> oh forcing God. us. Oh, that that's, would be that's the my, uh, That's my Peter voice. That's your Peter voice. That's my Peter guy voice. Anyway. Peter guy or girl? Oh, did you just did assume just someone's assume gender, bro? Gender. Oh, oh my man. gosh, this yeah. is how we're gonna get canceled. We how, are gonna get canceled. How are we gonna get canceled? They're gonna cancel us. We're entirely self-funded. How do self-funded. they do anything? How do they? We're entirely they self-funded. It, oh. Worst comes to worst, we'll record this and just hand out USBs like it's 1998. Oh, hey, you want my CD? I got a cassette <laughs> duplicator at the house. We'll go there. Oh, dude! Yeah. If we handed out cassette tapes to people, they would lose their shit. Yeah, like, but in reality, maybe the cassette tape like had a little thing that flipped out and was a USB. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'm gonna delete that. That way, I can invent it and make money. <laughs> I just came up with another multi-billion dollar. Oh my idea. god, Tony, you are so rich. Your outdoor kitchen <laughs> is gonna be like the envy of the entire block. Crazy. One day, yeah. When one of these ideas takes hold yeah i'm really glad that the temperature is cooling down so that i can cook even more outside not that it's been hindering me but some days i think you know it's just the best time to barbecue in texas is between september and march yeah fight me when it's like only 80 degrees that is the best time to barbecue the whole idea that it's summertime and you're gonna want to go out in 104 degree heat and barbecue it's a marketing ploy because it's a bunch of bullshit. It's a bunch yeah. of Yankee people that live up north they don't where it's live, yeah. really 70 degrees outside in the summer. We don't have that down here. Yeah, I saw this thing. It was like a an ad for like char griller barbecue pits, you know? And it was I like, have one. Get, yeah, I got a couple. It said, uh, get your pit winterized and winterize your pit for the winter. And I'm like, nah, that's when I'm going to fire it up the most. They're, exactly. Because they're getting ready to like... You know, season yeah. it on the inside yeah. and then what cover you in, it like, up. Montreal or something. Probably. Like we're not, we're not wintertime just staying indoors because it's so fucking cold. We're outside yeah. throwing down on the goddamn grill, dude. You know the best thing about this temperature drop is that it's gonna kill all the mosquitoes and hopefully kill all the white claw drinking. Man, yeah. If 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 you were to pull out your basic white bitch calendar. Yeah. This would mark the end of White Claw season. Yeah. Right? White Claw season is coming to a close, and now we get into pumpkin spice season. Yeah. It, I always make and a joke. And slutty Halloween season, which My, yeah. I'm okay with that. Yeah. I always say that uh, it's when all the mermaids transition back into Twitter gypsies. <laughs> well, <laughs> there's layers to that statement. Yeah. When all the mermaids transition back into Twitter yeah, gypsies. So, yeah. All the, all the Twitter girls that are like, you know, they post the pictures of their oh, st- they're at the pool and like saying. casually showing off their butt and stuff like well, living like, my best yeah. life or 
uh, you know, check out good the vibes only. And yeah. it's like a picture of a beach, but really it's a picture of their tits. Yeah. Or yeah. take me back. You just oh, left Cancun. Yeah. You don't need to go back yeah. already. Take me back. You were there three literally weeks ago. three hours ago, <laughs> yeah. whatever it was. <laughs> Settle down, Stephanie, spelled S T E F F A N I E G H. <laughs> yes. The I E G H. Oh my God. Just make it stop, dude. Yeah. Courtney, Leah, Erica. Yeah. Let's not, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. It's just too much. There's too many. Yeah, dude. But, uh, do you see how I just transitioned to the tangent of the month? Tangent of the month. Boom. <laughs> yes. White Claw. White You've Claw seen the memes. Season. We've memed it out. Yeah, like, we've been memeing on White Claw for a while, for yeah, a hard man. minute now, because it's a hard seltzer and it's worthless. It needs to stop. Yeah. I don't care how strong it is or whatever. I, I, I hate trendy things. I hate trendy people. And this is a what, conglomeration what of the What the popular culture was doing in 1998 <laughs> with Zima and Jolly Ranchers is now become White Claw. It's become White Claw Hard <laughs> Seltzer. And it's just not even as good. It's like a tenth of the sweetness. Have they made a pumpkin spice White Claw yet? No, but I made a pumpkin spice White Claw meme the other day. Or I don't know. It was a while back. Maybe a couple weeks ago. It probably already existed. Dude, no. So I spent... I don't know, two hours probably photoshopping this thing together. And I looked for one. I looked and looked and looked for one that existed. I made one for a couple hours, posted it. And then like 30 minutes later, I came across another one that was already made. And I was like, wow. You should have went to Reddit first. Like if all else fails, search Reddit. If it's not on Reddit, then you might have an original idea. Reddit has it. Everything is on there. It's ridiculous yeah it's just the amount of content that's machine like, that comes out of the reddit machine that shows up on social media it's ridiculous yeah what was the other one 4chan yeah 4chan was another one but yeah. didn't they shut that down they, yeah some terrorists they got or, in there and, yeah and they claimed it to be like a yeah. breeding ground for trump supporters or some shit was it? Uh, something white nationalists or, probably yeah 4chan eight no that was eight chan uh, eight chan nine chan Nine chan? I don't yeah. fucking know. What, a what's clan. the deal with how many know. chans there are? I don't. I don't <laughs> understand what is happening with all the chans, dude. You know. Yeah, so we're talking about White Claw season being over. Thank God. You know what season is never over? Ooh. Going to Whataburger and getting their new Stoner breakfast sandwich. Yes. In fact, at eleven o'clock, which is uh, about forty minutes till. So as soon as we wrap this up, I'm going there immediately to get one. Yeah, it's it's basically they looked at the Jack in the Box recipe handbook. I'm okay with that. And decided to use their own ingredients and make something that catered to that crowd. People were tripping out that whenever the Whataburger company sold out the majority ownership to a company in Chicago that they were going to change things. Maybe they did. Maybe they didn't. I mean, they have seasonal stuff all the time, like the A1 Thick and Hearty. The uh, mushroom Swiss. The mushroom Swiss burger is good. Yeah. Uh, All of those other the things. Patty melt was no. That's a, that's a standard menu item now. It used yeah. to be, used to be a, a every now and again thing, but that it was so popular they yeah. brought it brought it back. Um, if these are the kind of changes we can expect from people in Chicago making shots at whatever, calling shots, I'm okay with it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not all Yankees are bad Yankees. No. You know? I mean, there's some good people up north. There's, there's good and bad people in every culture. That is true. Every single culture. 
Yeah. They are good and bad people. To be honest, um, I've come up with quite the crazy concoction at Whataburger before. Yeah. And so this thing was just kind of like, oh, yeah. No, nah, I've been there. You know the only place that I have not out Whataburgered you? Oh, hang on. Let me try to think. Hmm. Actually at Whataburger? Exactly. <laughs> I can't remember. I don't a time think we've ever even gone I, to Whataburger. I don't know if we have. I don't think we have. Yeah, yeah. we have. We've gone a couple of times. Oh, it's usually after the bar. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably Always after the bar. Yeah. Yeah. And you can't you don't have the mental fortitude to out Whataburger somebody at three AM when you're no. just hungry. You just yeah. order a number four, three or yeah, four. Order and something go. that they're not gonna Patty screw milk, up. Extra bacon. Add jalapenos yeah. and a sweet tea. Um, real quick, if you aren't getting a bob with bacon and sausage, you need to. Oh, yeah, dude. People are just like, oh, do you want bacon or sausage? I'm like, why is that a choice? Yeah. It's both. Yes. Yeah, the answer it's is like, yes. It's it's basically the ultimate breakfast at Jack in the Box. You just got to ask for it. You know, I don't think I've even like done breakfast at Jack in the Box Bro, at, bra- at breakfast time. You're fucking up, man. The extreme sausage so far sandwich away from here, like the extreme sausage. Oh sandwich. no, yeah, no, I've done the extreme sausage. Yeah, double yeah. sausage, eggs. Yeah, yeah, yeah I've been. That's there. where it's at. I think I'd get. You a say day it's far day. from here, but El Campo is not that big. Well, yeah, but in far from here is literally a tenth of a mile. I mean, it's a solid. <laughs> you mean that it's not on it's your route solid, to work? Yeah, that's just, the only thing. It's, it's not on my daily route it's not anywhere. On my daily route to work. It's not anywhere. It's on so route. it's far and out of my way. Yeah, it's on, the only route that it's on is when I go to Bingo. It's on the way home, which oh. I'll stop there on the way home from Bingo. Man, you getting down with a Bingo, bro? You if tr- you don't get down with Bingo, are you tr- uh, are you trolling for some upper middle aged ladies hey, at the Bingo hall? I'm trying to get on that sugar baby level. I, I, mean, I don't have a premium Snapchat to sell. But uh, you know, I'm trying to. You got something I'm premium to, for him. I'm, I'm trying sure. to holla, <laughs> dude. You, I'll tell you what. You tell Betty Lou to come over, and she cooks up with delicious cheese strudel. Get out of here. Yeah, Betty Lou will put it down. Yeah, and buy you a new microphone. Yeah, and then probably like buy me a brand new truck. Yeah, whatever. And Betty Lou, if you're listening, you yeah. know, hit those DMs. Hit hit those DMs. <laughs> we have a Patreon page. Yeah. Sliding we're not we're DMs. not opposed to adding new levels. No, we'll we'll, <laughs> we'll add the silver level real quick. The silver the silver no, fox. Silver fox level. Or silver cougar, I don't know, whatever. This, it would be silver cougar. Pumas. I think silver fox is a, a dude. Whatever. We don't want silver foxes. I mean, <laughs> I'm just saying bills gotta get paid. Bill bills do have to get paid. Yeah. yeah. But not white claw bills. Burn those down. <laughs> if you drink white claw, please don't. I'm not saying you're a bad person. I'm still going to talk to you. I mean, it's not like... It's really not that bad, but it's not what the hype has made it out to me. I just hate trendy things. That's mostly yeah. what I hate about to it. To me, and if I were still in my drinking and partying mindset, what I would do with White Claw is I would mix it with liquor. Yeah. Pour it into <laughs> like a trash can punch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> can you imagine? Death. We just inspired the death of a college party. Probably, like some kid's gonna die from alcohol poisoning from my, our idea here. White Claw. Oh man, with and Sprite and rum and Everclear and a bunch of fruit and at a frat house. Jeez, it may have already existed. I'm we sure, just, yeah. we're, dude. If if we're old guys that thought about it, <laughs> trust me, bro. Frat boys, Brad and Chad have done it already. I mean, with Chet who knows what definitely else. gets down with that. Chet. Chet. <laughs> Chet knows what's up. But you know what he didn't do? Hmm. 
he did not appreciate and listen to the Sturgill Simpson album. That no, we he didn't. Are all over. He was about. too bad. He was too busy listening to the Get Up. He was listening to the Get Up or Cardi B or some <sighs> other stop. nonsense garbage that's out there. The only gripe I have about the Sturgill Simpson record, and hear me out here. Don't throw anything at me. Yet. I have I have a couple of gripes. If I have to have gripes, I only have one. It wasn't long enough. No, we got what we got from Sturgill. You just take <laughs> what you get, and and you just be glad that you got it. No, my only gripe is that I wish, in its digital form, that you could not listen to tracks alone. I wish it was just one long track. Because that's how I listen to it, and I refuse to listen to it to any in any other way. Because if I don't I have the full the forty same, minutes to listen, yeah. like I'm gonna dedicate my entire time to listen to it straight through. I'm not gonna stop. Or as I'm listening to it, I'll stop the car and pick it back up where I left and listen to it all the way through. No, I don't do that. You know, I can't. But I agree, man. Like I, I think I even made a comment. Like if I go see Sturgill live. I would only want to see him live if he played this album in its entirety from start to finish. Yeah, it it it, it was to me one of the cultural badass albums that have been put out. It's up there with yeah. Dark Side of the Moon. It's up there with Zeppelin Two. It's up there with Abbey Road, Sgt. Yeah. Pepper. I mean, it's up there with any of the iconic albums you can think of, in my opinion. And it's probably not going to get the commercial success of any of those. No, but like it, it's just so well done, man. Yeah, it's yeah. like uh, like Zeppelin too, except like he didn't rip any of the songs off, <laughs> like they did. Like every song was a rip off, but whatever. Um, yeah, I would say for sure it's a game changer album, which all of his all of his albums have been. To me, not to this degree. Not to this degree. I have, I have not fanboyed over an album like I am this album the in last a one, long time, if maybe ever. Sailor's Guide to Earth was as, it was good. It was as epic, I think, but this one just seemed to like it was something. It's something that I've never heard before. The like, production of it, man. The production of it was just big and bold. It was and huge. Like, if you I don't, don't know listen how they do to it. it live or loud, I mean, if you don't listen to it loud, you can't appreciate the production of this it. This one's like, a for sure headphones only for me. Headphones or like way up in your car or way up with a good sound system. I want to hear it on vinyl. Yeah. I want to get this a copy on vinyl cousin and, has it. and put it on some, some really good sound yeah. and listen to it that way. Shout out to my cousin, Delgado Bass. He pre-ordered the vinyl i want to get the vinyl and listen yeah. to it but uh, yeah dude like i don't know how they recorded it and i i don't i don't think i want to know how it'd it's, be like uh <sighs> it'd be like seeing what goes into the weenies <laughs> it would probably ruin it for me I, I just want to believe in the magic like i don't want to see how the magician got the rabbit out of the hat yeah so i just, just want to believe that it was yeah. yeah but like it the, sounded like it sounded live to me like i don't know how he did it i don't know how what i don't do you know mean shit about production live? like you turn it up you listen to it loud and it sounds like you're standing in front of the it's fucking like speakers at a show three dimensional like fully it encompasses your entire being when yeah. you listen to it like i don't know how they did it but it sounds like freaking huge just yeah, it, like huge. i said it's it's your front row center with badass sound right in front of you on right and left, and you're watching the band live, and they're hitting it, and it's level. 
Yeah. Right? You don't hear any one instrument over the other. You don't hear the vocals over the other or over overlaying the major tunes or you know, nothing drowns anything else out. It's it sounds live to me. I don't know how he did it, but usually live even live records don't sound like this. Live records are never live. Exactly. Well, obviously just because you're listening to something. No, I mean it's like they're they don't record it actually live. Really? They come back and overdub everything and yeah, just but pull, they flood in the crowd noise. But man, uh, however he did this album, it sounded like you're at a show watching him play this. Yeah. And to me, that was that was one of the things about the production that stood out the most. And it was like yeah. an out of body experience. I didn't I didn't get quite out of body. No, I went all in, dude. Yeah. I was hovering above myself and everything. Just. Well, I plan to to watch the anime and listen to this and have an out of body experience yeah. at some point in my life. You know, one day. I kind of wish. So, if you don't know, the record was released in conjunction with a anime film. Yeah. That so, as far the, as I know, this is the first movie album tandem that's ever been done right um i mean no there's the wall by pink floyd i think and i don't know if that was done at the exact same time but it's kind of a similar notion right they made the the wall movie to go with the record yeah you know and then it's a whole thing but that uh, was probably more of a marketing ploy i don't know man i I, I can't back that up pink floyd Floyd believed in what they were doing and i i think there was a lot of obvious nods to pink floyd in this record yeah like uh which song was it? I think it was... Uh, I don't even know the names of the songs because I just turned it on and... Like, the intro the intro to Make Art Not Friends yeah. is a clear fucking nod to Pink Floyd to me. It's, it's a nod to... I think it's the second track on Dark Side of the Moon called On the Run. Where they oh, yeah. where they open it up with the with the kind of the heavy bass and the that's when Dorothy's walking down the yeah, yellow brick road yeah. for the first time they open right? it up with that like intense fucking beat and kind of electro sound yeah he did that with make art not friends I felt like that was an obvious nod to Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon yeah to if me you, um, also if you don't know if you watch Dark Side of the Moon while listening to the Wall. And you started on the second roar of the lion in the beginning. <laughs> you kind of fucked up. that up there. It's if you listen, if you listen to Dark Side of the Moon <laughs> yeah. while watching The Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You, I'm sorry, but you yeah. knew what I was saying. You watch The Wizard of Oz in my head. It made sense. And you and you start the Dark Side of the Moon record on the second roar of the lion. Yeah. But you also probably shouldn't be in a normal, regular, sober mentality. If you do that, it all up. syncs up. But yeah. <laughs> anyway, with, with this record. There was some. I mean, I felt like he was going after a dark side of the moon. He was going after a full album composition that you started, start to finish. Contract record for sure. That no, people used to do that all the time. Yeah. Now they don't. Now they don't. And he went in. He went into it, and he even I think in a couple of the tracks he uh, he he took some nods to a time. I think it was where it opens up with the clocks and stuff. One of the songs on the Sturgill record kind of made some similar. Similar feelings on that on that song. Yeah, so I think every song started like a Pink Floyd song with just random sounds. And not noises. everyone. There's a couple that came out and just punched you in the mouth. I don't like know. Some bangers. I don't know what when a track starts and when the other one stops. No, there's a clear like <laughs> just radio, the radio like static. The static. Yeah. The static is the is the thing that they do between the tracks. The greatest thing record. when I first listened to it, uh, I texted Tony. I was like, the first 
voice that you hear or the first like ly- words that you're not lyrics first words you hear is alex jones alex jones yeah and i was like that's yeah. okay so that's yeah. where we're at we're going straight into alex jones yeah we're going full connotations here. here yeah but uh i was reading an interview or listening to an interview or something and uh like all of the really cool solos and stuff are actually piano keyboard of some kind synthesizer the piano oh like the the electronic tone yeah. solos yeah there's there's very few guitar solos well like, I there's, think there's a, like two there's or something. like the ronin has a badass guitar riff right at, right out of the bat right out of the gate it kind of had some zz top vibes to it yeah you know I, somebody was asking me about it and i described it as zz top meets pink floyd meets big band with a whole field full of mushrooms yeah yeah, it's with the whole psychedelic twist, and yeah. I feel like there's very little country feel to this album no. at all. Like Sturgill Sturgill's, said, he wasn't going to make another country. Yeah, record. he's he already he, made one. He was once called what the savior of country Dude, music, he was the poster boy for saving country. Like he was the Jesus Christ. He was the like he was he was the Messiah. Maybe, yeah, and, and then he, he promptly said, guide. "Fuck you," and yeah. I'm not well, going to do that. I'm not going to. Not going to be pigeonholed into this one wow. form of my art, right? Yeah, man. He's like a true artist. You got to you gotta respect that, right? Michelangelo didn't just paint. No. They gave him free reign to do what he wanted. Yeah, sculptures, everything. That's yeah. how everybody was back in the day. Like, you were an artist, and you made things in every medium. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I felt like this as a rock record, man, and, I, and I'm a rock guy. You know, I grew up on classic rock. I grew up on Metallica and... All the stuff before that, you know, to me, this was just totally different. And it, it's it's got a it's a rock record. Don't get me wrong, but it's just different and it's complex and it's produced in a way that it's just very well done. I think it's culturally important. I think everybody needs yeah. anybody that's into music on a complex level needs to listen to this album. Yeah, you even if you're not into whatever style of music this is like i feel like you can still appreciate like like if you've ever had to anyone. play an instrument or produce a track or to line out tones and organize them in a way to make a song you need to listen to this to see what the fuck they've done because i yeah. i feel like it's a masterpiece please don't uh, copy it yeah don't you'll, copy you'll it. embarrass yourself yeah i don't know that it can be copied no the uh the piano player was talking about how like you know it's a lot of a lot of piano and keyboard and stuff on it. Uh, I'm saying piano just as a a, a, a keyboard in, a keyboard instrument. Keyboard instrument, yeah. It's yeah, probably like, like guitar. S- no, a lot it's of definitely that stuff. not guitar. It's probably like a synth of some kind or like just that uh, Hammond B3 that he plays up there that he surfs on. That you can see all the exposed parts on the inside. Oh yeah. He's apparently a tinkerer, so he does a lot of stuff that probably can never be duplicated because he does all something. kinds of crazy shit. But uh, yeah, so. Uh, <clears throat> apparently he recorded. They were like, "Hey, we want a something crazy at the beginning of this. Figure it out." And he was like, "No, but wait." And they like lit up a joint and gave it to him, so he had to play everything while he was just entirely intoxicated. Oh man! Don't all artists have to go through that at some point? I think the good isn't ones that like do. a mental stress test? Like, I mean, didn't Jimi Hendrix like time his acid trip? No. At some that's point, a, that's a, a that's a broad false myth. narrative. Oh, is it? Jimi Hendrix only did drugs like twice on stage. Really? One time, I think, was Woodstock. And yeah. uh, I think that was an accident. Oh, that was an accident? 
Because uh, he went on so much later than he was supposed to have gone. Like No, that was Santana. Was it? Santana. I, no, I thought Jimmy was supposed to play, and it turned well, yeah, out to it be Dawn. Yeah, he was By the time he started to play, so he opened up with Dawn with the... With the American, Star Spangled Banner. Yeah, Star Spangled Banner. No, he, that wasn't on accident. Uh, Carlos Santana, the story is, when he told it himself, is that he showed up at like noon thinking he was supposed to go on at like eight. And Jerry Garcia said, hey, man, you want to try this little hit of acid? And he's like, well, we don't go on for eight hours. Sure. And he tried it. He put it in his mouth or whatever. And then 30 minutes later... The people came up and said, hey, man, you need to go on right now. And he's like, but we're not supposed to play till 8. And he's like, well, if you don't go on now, you're not going on at all. So he went on and was in full hallucination up there. And he said that in his mind, his guitar was a serpent that was trying to bite him. Santana? And he was, yeah. yeah. And he would, the reason he was making all those faces, if you see these videos of him, is because he was trying to like hold that serpent back from biting him in the face. Wow. I bet it was a badass set, though. Yeah. I'm yeah. sure. How could it not? And I watched the documentary. I think we may have we talked, talked about, about this it, I in another episode. Yeah, with the documentary on Woodstock. You and I talked about it. I don't know if we uh, gave that to the fans. Yeah, there's a, the a pretty good documentary about... <laughs> basically, it was just like Fire Festival, but they gave a fuck enough <laughs> to pull it off, and they, they weren't ripping everybody off on like leisure luxury tents. Yeah, they're making art, not money. Yeah. They ended up not making a dime yeah. off of that, and they still put it on. That's some real shit. Yeah. They realized man. they weren't going to make a dime, and they still made that shit happen, and it became a cultural phenomenon. They yeah. probably made millions of dollars on the oh, naming the back end rights. Was on the for back sure end. End. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, we're not going to throw a pity party here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, dude. No, but uh, the thing that I like most about Sturgill as, as his art, you know, is that you hear all these artists or whatever singers and they're like, oh, we made this record for the fans. We made a record that the fans were going to like or I don't you know, want them to make a record for no, me. No, what they're saying is we made a record for the money. Exactly. Is what saying. We, we made, made a, a record that, that they're going to listen yeah. to. We know and it'll buy. sell, and that's what that's what we made. Yeah. I don't want that, man. No. I want somebody to open up my mind to a, a new thing. I like, want to hear your record yeah, that this, you made for yourself. This is such a refreshing piece of art to come out in 2019. I mean, there's so much regurgitated, marketed things that are that are being thrown at you constantly. They're they're throwing at you their idea of what's popular, yeah. and for someone to put out this level of original artistic music, man, it it brought me back to my to my youth a little bit. Like like I said, when I discovered some of the really good musicians that had come up before me, I feel like this is a thing that it may not be appreciated now. Like right now, it, as much as we love it, it may not get the attention it deserves. But at some yeah. point. It's going to be realized as one of the better albums to have come out. I haven't seen a lot of press on it compared to, like, whenever Meta Modern came out, how, like, everyone was on the bandwagon. I mean, they were, he was, seriously, he was the country music Jesus Christ, you know. And on this one, I haven't seen a whole lot. I don't yeah, think, cause I don't know, maybe. It's not a country record, man. And it's oh. it's a it's a rock record from a country guy. And, and the rock people aren't, they don't know what's happening with him. I mean, him. I don't even think he's a country guy. Like, 
Yeah, he's well, just he's, a dude. Yeah, he's gotten out of that for sure. I mean, his original form of expression was bluegrass. Like, yeah, that's not exactly country. I mean, true. Then he put out, you know, the whatever the first record, whatever what was it called, uh, Sunday Valley. Um, I guess that was the name of the band or whatever. But anyway, so he did that, and that was like super country. And then he did Meta Modern, which was super country and a little more, you know crazy but still like all the country people were about it and then the sailor's guide to earth was just like hey this is r&b with a horn section yeah sang by a white guy in chuck taylor's exactly well (laughs) you know he just does such a good job of pushing him his art to different levels and this is a perfect example of that and even beyond the art and the music one of the things that is really awesome about this whole record is what I think a good chunk of the proceeds are going to the special forces yeah, gold this, star uh, families, right? A, it's this tour that they're doing to kick off the record. It's six dates uh, in like smaller venues. Like they did the Troubadour in LA first. It's like a 500 seater. Yeah. Uh, so they took, they took all the money from these six shows and they're giving it to, uh, a veterans organization. I can't remember which one. I think it is, it's the Gold Star Families for the Special Forces. Okay, yeah. It's like the families of the the service members that were lost overseas that were Special Forces. Okay. Yeah, I think that's what it was. He was talking about it on the Rogan podcast. Oh, yeah. yeah With, if you uh, haven't listened to that, go listen to it. Yeah, too. one of his band members is a, a, a former Special Forces guy, right? No, it, that was just a guy that brought him He was out. just there? Yeah, he was just there. He was like a... Yeah, they brought him, they brought him out at the show... Um, he was one of the, I guess, beneficiary. Uh, he was like, he was the guy that he was got really Sturgill well into it. I felt like he was part of the band. No, he I wasn't. felt like he toured with them, even if he didn't play an instrument. I felt like he was critical in some point of what they're doing. He was the but, inspiration for the whole thing. So the guy got blown up, and he was a huge Sturgill fan, and told his mom like, "I want to meet this guy." And so his mom like came through, yeah, and like made it happen. Like reached out to whoever she needed to reach out to. And got a hold of Sturgill, and he came and spent a couple hours with him at the hospital. And like then Sturgill left and was like, "This is what I'm gonna do." And so they brought him out. That's badass, man. Yeah, he might be he might be on the road with him and like bringing him out and honoring him and stuff like that at the shows. But I know he did the L.A. one, so that's why. And he was on the on Rogan that. podcast, he sure was all about some ketamine. Yeah, if you listen to that. Well, yeah, I mean, you get but half your body blown off. Well, and you it, don't want. It was for the therapy of it, like if, yeah, yeah, like the pain management side of it because of the the lack of side effects, I guess. Yeah, it's another one of those things that's controlled by the pharmaceutical industry. That would but, be another tangent. Yeah, for yeah, another. We day. don't want to get into that. If uh, <laughs> if you want to know my thoughts on that, check out our Spotify playlist. Yeah. There's a song by Bun B called "You a Bitch," <laughs> and. Uh, he talks about the pharmaceutical industry in that in that song. If you want to know my thoughts, he says them very perfectly. I don't need to re- reiterate that, but yeah. go listen to the the Spotify playlist. It'll yeah. it'll it'll catch you by surprise. Yeah, lyrically, this album was extremely deep. I think so, man. Uh, I mean, he he ain't out there talking about the whole thing. In conjunction with the movie, is it's it's very much an anti-war track and and movie like or not track album and movie like you know he's given his proceeds to to families who've lost the service members in war but also 
the movie itself, the anime that's paired with the with the album and the lyrics that go with it are an anti-war thing. I mean, he even says it in the right after, right before the credits roll. There's some quotes and some dedications to all the all the service members that have lost their lives in pointless wars. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was a very good statement, man. I, I really liked it. Yeah, man. When an artist has something to say, I'm all about it. And I mean. I don't get when people are like, I don't believe with that person's political beliefs, so I can't support their music. To yes. be honest, you're not going to find people that think just like you and only think just like you, and you can't be like, I mean... This day and yeah. age, people are like mind-fucked into thinking they only have to talk to people that think like yeah. they do, right? And yeah. It's sad because you can learn a lot of very valuable life lessons and things from people that don't think like you do. Yeah. You know you what know? they call it when everybody thinks the same? Communism. Yeah, in 1984. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Brainwashing. <laughs> controlled by the state. You want yeah. you want to have different things out there in communication, yeah. right? Meets and Beats is getting deep on y'all today. Right. I Love mean, somebody, man. Love somebody. It's okay. You can be friend. Hey, what if I told you? You can look at someone's Facebook status about their political beliefs that are different than yours, and then you could just keep scrolling without stopping to start an argument that no one's going to win. Exactly. That you're both going to just look. There's nothing about that that text that's (laughs) composed of digital code that's showing up on your phone that's really going to affect you in your real life. You're going to end a relationship with a lifelong friend over an argument that two people that are hypocrites that you've never met in your life are arguing about that they probably don't even believe in in real life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's it's just a sad thing. Yeah. I mean, I don't know why people would do that. Dude. It's I sad. It's sad. I'm gonna delete my but, Facebook. So I'm out. at the end of the day, make love, not war. Boom. Talk to your neighbors. Dude. Eat d- smoked meat. Bring them some kolaches. Bring them some kolaches and some pigs and some smoked meats and have a just honest conversation because yeah. your neighbor is closer to you are or closer to you than the politician that each of you follow. That is probably just lying to get votes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I saw this meme the other day that said uh, if you're trying to change someone else, Think about how hard it is for you to change yourself and then realize that you can't change someone else at all. Yeah. I mean, if you want to change the world, start by changing yourself, right? Yeah. And that's that's where you go. And man, I think we I think we've covered a lot of very good topics today. I think so. I think we've knocked it out of the park on this one. Yeah. Not Probably. to toot my own horn, but fucking get me a goddamn bar as hot dog because we killed it. Boom. <laughs> Well, we appreciate you guys listening. That's uh, episode seven in the books. See y'all next time. Now I'm doing the weird thing at the end. Still talking. (laughs) Follow us on social media.